Welcome to the Greatest Good Podcast. I'm your host, David Osk, along with my co-host and beautiful sister, Kirsten. Benjamin Disraeli once said, the greatest good you can do for another is not to share with him your riches, but to reveal to him his own. We all know certain people in our lives that when they enter the room, the room gets instantly better, wiser, safer, and more joyful. Why is that? These individuals have absolute clarity on who they are and the impact they want to have uniquely. Why is it so important to have clarity on our uniqueness? Well, just like a fingerprint or our eye's retina, our souls are so unique. If we have a vague sense of this, we are going to feel it, and so is everyone around us, our spouses, co-workers, and friends. That big question mark and lack of self-awareness will take its toll. So what causes you to rise up, light up? And I like to say, what gives your goosebumps goosebumps? What is it to be fully alive? I believe it's having absolute clarity on our most unique riches, the strengths, convictions, and beauty, the hero in all of us. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Okay, so this is episode 4039. <laughs> <laughs> is it becoming a blur? <laughs> Kirsten. We're back, buddy. We're back, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> so, you know what? It's funny is, you know, quite often when I'm thinking about, you know, this the, the podcast we're doing as brother and sister, if someone lands on this podcast, right? Well, they don't know that we're brother and sister initially. And it's yeah. just kind of fun to talk about that. I really enjoy it is um, talking about these things with you and and uh, wading into the the author and the authenticity weeds and why all that stuff matters. Yes, and it is so cool. I've been telling friends that you know what we're doing, and it's it's like you know we um, you know our our older brother Andy, you know, like we're we always had jokes about the three of us three. Three Musketeers, who's the runt of the litter, all these good jokes. Yeah. And, but it's it's like, um, yeah, such a cool thing that you and I, it seems like the way that we, you know, like we hang out with Andy and golf and do the things, but the way you and I interact is between yeah. us singing together when we were younger and um, now to be both of us doing coaching. And it's like our lives intersect on so many different planes, yet you know, like when you do your personality assessments, you're, you're different from me yeah. and, and our motivations for coming into this kind of work and doing this thing are different yet. It's so complimentary and what a treat to do it yeah. with my brother. Like Isn't that great. You know what? We is. should have, we should have Andy on here sometime and, and no. talk about, you know, the, the, the differences, that, yeah. the differences in us, right. It's, mm -hmm. it, you know, quite often, especially, you know, if you have an older brother, you know, since I'm the third born, you know, when you're growing up trying to understand your place in the world, right? You see someone who's stronger and cooler and faster, and you're like, man, I want to be like him. Yeah. And um, and Andy has some really amazing qualities. And at the I same know, time, I just, it's I thought he was so I remember riding our bikes and he would right. like go over big cracks in the sidewalk and I'd be right behind him. But because yeah, he did it, I was like, All right, I got I have to do it, but he help he faced me to kind of take risks that I wouldn't have taken sometimes not measured very calculated risks, but yeah. Yeah. And I've thought about just his business sense and all those things. He'd be great to have on. So yeah, yeah. that'd be great. So um, today we're, you know, last, our last podcast, we talked about 
um, you know, just kind of core values. And I always like to say, what does your core value? And it's, you know, quite often we throw these, you know, this different, these different jargon and lingo out there that seems to be more of a corporate, you know, type of a, a setting. And sometimes depending on who you are and who you're with, we can talk about, well, sure. you know, my, my core values are, wouldn't lean me in that direction, that kind of thing. But yeah. what's really cool when you get kind of granular and you get away from the big, you know, modus operandi on the wall that nobody looks at, you know, and that kind of thing. And you really start drilling down into your own psyche and just what makes you tick and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really neat to just to, I guess, you know, get your feet on the ground again and not be hovering above the ground and kind of this etherealness around some of these things. So what I was thinking I would do just real quick here is just in case somebody's landing on this is just to recap what's a core value and, you know, what are the benefits of, of knowing that? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, part of the the course that we take people through, uh, through Dr. Andy's course, the true North blueprint, he kind of defines these things as, you know, uh, principles, you know, that guide your internal conduct and, you know, thus your external relationships with, with people, that kind of thing. Um, they're the, the fundamental, um, you know, to really to all of life and making great choices and, and things like that. Uh, the traits and qualities representing your highest priorities, deeply mm. held beliefs, the fundamental driving forces, you know, of, you know, of you and, and the heart, I like what he says, the heart of what a person or group stands for. Mm. And I, and I think it's, I think what's fascinating is, is that's obviously something that's visual, right? At the same time, I like to ask that question, what am I standing on? Mm-hmm. And not just four. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important. Um, and he says it's the foundation of everything that happens um, in your life and work, uh, your choices of friends, partners, work, you know, things like that. And we we can imagine, you know, the alternative of not knowing what you value, right? You're going to start choosing some things that are rather counterproductive mm-hmm. um, and might get you, you know, further and further away from your you know, most natural happy mm-hmm. state. Sure have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, think people yeah. like people listening to our podcast who are, you know, always growing, trying new things, all those, all of those things, and probably have aptitude for a lot of different things. Yeah. So it's that's where I feel like it's it's easy to get into something and you're feeling drained, yet you're you're quote unquote good at it, but it it's this work that you're talking about where it's, it's really those things that just, just because I have some aptitude here doesn't mean that I should spend 75% of my day doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, what's interesting too, is I think the, you know, a value probably, I'm not sure how I should say this. It informs our aptitudes really. It's Mm -hmm. the, it's, it's, it's almost like knowledge and wisdom, you know, where wisdom is, you know, why is it different? Well, it tells you how you want to use your knowledge where mm. I think your values may be more, mm. you know, it's, there's some, there's some overlap and all kinds of stuff in there, but your values kind of inform, how do I want to use this ability? That's you know, really that kind of good. thing. Informing so how you want to use it. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what's neat too is, is, you know, like the benefit, you know, he talks about what's the benefit of knowing your core values um, the first one that he listed was reduced stress. Well, I don't think there's anybody breathing air right now mm-hmm. who doesn't want less stress. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll just as a just as a moment to really, you know, uh, create a, a more of a practical picture here. You know, you might you might uh, 
perceive maybe a, a situation where, okay, you know, one of my core values is, um, you know, well, I'll just actually use one of mine, right? It's so uh, community and friendship. Um, but there's also another one. My, my other one is wisdom. Mm. So what's fascinating is, is I know that I have a tendency to say yes to a lot of social um, activities and so on. But what's fascinating is, is um, that they can become stressful, even the good things, right? Because they just get to be too much and you've, um, you know, I've overcommitted and so on. So knowing that one of my core values is community, but also one of those is wisdom. I I think it really helps to say, you know, Mm -hmm. to draw clear boundaries around those things that I'm going to say yes to and no to, you know, inside of, and, and some, some people might think, okay, wisdom. All right. How can that be a core value? That should be a core value for everybody. Mm. What's really fascinating though, is the process that Dr. Andy takes you through. You'd be really surprised at how you would prioritize, you know, those core values. And here's the, and and we'll drill into this in a second, but the, the wonderful thing about this is, is that you get to define that word for you. No one else is going to say, you know, this is what it means and this is what you should believe, that kind of thing. You get to define what the word means as well as as why it's important to you. Mm. Yeah, the highest priority is not that yeah. it's not a priority at all, right. right? but where does that rank? And then I would imagine that, yeah, sense of when you're making a decision and you're not sure to look at what is the highest priority and let that inform yeah. what your yes or no is. Like Isn't that said. neat too? And he, he talks about improved decision making, right? You're, mm-hmm. You know what you're standing on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've predetermined your yes and your no. Improve selection of environments and company, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Increase joy and happiness. Um, uh, help in times of conflict or confusion, which is really, really mm-hmm. neat. You know, how am I going to handle, you know, these types of situations and so on? Mm-hmm. But, Anyway, I think I think most people, right, who are probably listening to a podcast like this are, you know, growth mindset type people, type of people. At the same time, I think there's some there are still some things around this that are so nuanced in our culture and you know, the the, the jargon, the nomenclature, the all all of the the words that we use to describe things like this, I think have too much overlap and not enough, you know, not enough clarity as to you know, yeah, what they really, I don't know, I like the, I like that term, what they really could mean, you know, to, to shape our lives in a, in a powerful way. Yeah. And we hear it so much that you kind of, kind of almost write it off where it is something that's really valuable if, yeah. if you have that clarity around the meaning and. Yeah. Isn't that neat? So yeah. Um, tell me this other, you know, when, when we were going through the blueprint, you know, mm-hmm. when these, I think, uh, I forget, there's around 80 potential or something like that, you know, core mm-hmm. values. Um, is, are there any of your top five? I actually chose six, like a real rebel, um, no, you know, that, that kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that stand out today, right? Sometimes you you read your top five or six and you're like, okay, I get that. Yeah. But then once in a while, there's one or two that kind of jump out that seem a bit more poignant. Mm-hmm. Well, this was, this was different because obviously for my coaching training, I've done a lot of these assessments through classes I've taken on emotional intelligence and all kinds right. of things. And then in my work background in um, the, the thankfully I was with 
Ramsey solutions that are very intentional about you having those self-awarenesses. So I did all kinds of things like this and um, group exercises, but I, this one really was insightful and surprised me that my top um, value was solitude and Wow. The, the inner state of being is how that was defined because I'm, I am more of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. But I always have had this sense of where, where growth for me has happened in my life is this inner conversation. And I don't so much, I mean, yes, what people around me have said, you know, can, can affect me, mm-hmm. but it's more so the way I'm talking to myself and my inner state of being and I had never realized, you know, I look back at, you know, I, I was a teacher for a short time and I've done office management to sales and what my best days there. Hey, don't forget about working at the laundromat, by the way. Don't forget <laughs> the laundromat or. Um, no, I just totally derailed that beautiful thought. I'm sorry. No, ketchup, mustard, onions, relish. That That's was right. the uh, hot dog stand with our older brother, Andy, mind you. <laughs> In the dead of winter in northern Minnesota, it was the only job we could find. Lord, that was humbling. But oh, even there, even yeah. there, this okay. paying paying attention to my inner state of being, and that always was really, really key for me and really important. Yeah. More than others were saying, it was how am I talking to myself? And I, I know other assessments I've done, like kindness is one of my top values, but I think that dovetails perfectly into this inner state of being thing where I long for that inner kindness to myself and as in a sense of being um, present, then, you know, my next one's spirituality. So it's like, well, of course, then I need that inner state of being to be present to the spiritual side of myself. And um, then it's kind of secondary of what I'm doing. I can do a lot of different, different things and, and feel like it's a sweet spot if my inner state is right. It was really this, this Andy's material is very insightful. Like yeah. it, it's different than anything else that I've gone through out there, you know, disc or Enneagram or you yeah. know, my frags or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm yeah. With you. So that was a surprise. Did you have, have you know, actually, I just want to touch on, I want to touch on that one as you were, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's interesting is, is the, this last week with Parker's graduation and party in the whole nine yards, I think what's fascinating is, is, and I see this in you, by the way, your, Mm -hmm. your inner conversation is really important to you. Mm -hmm. And you, you have, especially in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, really, you have um, the last 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm so much older than you, which let's remind everyone. Right. How much older I am. <laughs> but you do have boundaries, you know, around that stuff. And and even your your own your external conversation, your ob you often talk about your internal conversation and right. you know, this kindness to yourself and having yeah. having margin, having time, you know, to, just to care for yourself, that kind of stuff. Mm. And what's funny this last week, and I think um well, besides falling down some stairs like a real genius. I, oh, I, I had, uh, How is your neck, by the way? No, I'm I'm fine. You're upright, the, and it was just more embarrassing. <laughs> oh, but anyway, gosh. yeah, who falls downstairs? I do. But I. Uh, so what's fascinating though is is I think that my inner conversation has been lacking. It's mm. almost been non-existent. 
in this last week. And it's mm-hmm. because I think I've just like, I think my emotions are running higher than I think mm-hmm. they are with mm-hmm. everything going on, you know, Parker graduating and all that kind of stuff. And there's some change coming that. Oh man. And I've never seen a, a house more packed. I mean, that graduation party was off the chain. Wasn't that, that cool? Was so many people. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was really, yeah. really fun. I, so anyway, I just, it's, so here's, here's something you and I actually touched on this before we even hit the record button today with regards to talking about, you know, core values and things like that is so centering and, mm-hmm. and really energizing. It's calming. It's mm-hmm. there, there's something, yeah, not to get too, too whatever, but is there something eternal happening when you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the things of the heart mm-hmm. and I, so I'm finding even in our conversation right now, you know, feeling like my joy is rising, my mm-hmm. my courage is rising. And by the way, even as I'm as I'm talking about this, we're actually in I think a couple more podcasts. We're going to be talking about an exercise that was that was actually um, uh, how should I say produced by someone at Stanford University mm-hmm. and that talks about actually why what I just said is based in science. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the um, yeah, I I. Uh, I think it's fascinating just to even talk about your core value, mm-hmm. not mine, but even to just to talk about Kirsten's core value. It informs me. It 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 it, it shapes and and does something to me. I'm still, you know, kind of learning about what's happening, but it's yeah, kind of uh, it's kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're, you know, you mentioned like why it's like for you that that inner dialogue. You know, you are your your values are very external and it is that people and community i highly value that but my highest priority like you said is is different so yeah yeah it it looks different today's podcast is brought to you by statguard plus protect your thermostat with the keyless statguard plus and protect your budget statguardplus.com also we have a free giveaway quite often we get flooded emotionally and we don't quite know what we're feeling. So I'd like to give you a free PDF that lists in a very organized way, almost every emotion possible in the English language anyway. It's a simple and yet very real time powerful tool that helps you get out of your head and identify what's going on. Then you get to decide what convictions, values and strengths, etc. you are going to use to take action or not. Visit davidosk.com forward slash podcast. That's neat. Um, I, I'll just kind of just touch on this just briefly, but I, I really feel like the, the you know, people would ask, might ask the question, you know, well, okay, I get having core values and making better decisions. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making decisions that are aligned to my highest thoughts, right? That kind of thing. My highest desires. Um, makes total sense, right? Because the opposite, if you make decisions that are opposite of what you value, you're going to, you're going to have a rough life. Mm. Um, but also then, is there more to that? You know, into what? Is it just, is it just, okay, so I don't make mistakes and I live this kind of mm. safe little life and so on. Mm. What I think is fascinating though, is it gets so much better than that. The further you drill down on these things and the more you make decisions that align, um, and the more you make decisions based upon the person you are now versus the person you will be five years from now, 
Mm-hmm. And, and you keep that discovery alive. What's fascinating is, is that's where I think, you know, people would use the term flow state or the zone mm-hmm. or, you know, you're, you just, you feel like you're flying mm-hmm. and, and I'll just say it this way. Well, maybe even make a truth claim. There's no other way to find that. Mm-hmm. There, there's no other way to find your flow state as opposed to someone else's there's no so so real quick i i thought we could just um just define that mm-hmm. um in a uh you know so people who i think people have heard hey man that that guy's in the zone right he's in you know mm-hmm. ath- athletics and so on but so i, f- I found a a um a definition for flow state here and it's kind of neat it says you may have experienced a flow state at some point that sense of fluidity between your body and mind where you are totally absorbed by and deeply focused on something beyond the point of distraction. Time feels like it has slowed down. Your mm-hmm. senses are heightened. You are at one with the task at hand as action and, and awareness sink to create effortless momentum. Some people describe this feeling as being in the zone. This is flow state and it's accessible to everyone, whether you're engaged in a physical activity, a creative pursuit, or even a simple day-to-day task. So what I think is, you know, really core to, you know, the things that I value is joy mm-hmm. is my, my number four core value is beauty. And, and, and it's not just like literally something that's, you know, visually beautiful, like a piece of art or things like that, or a sunset. I want to taste beautiful things. I want to have beautiful conversations. I want to, I want to um, not only be exposed to beauty, you know, whether that's in, you know, music or arts or, you know, whatever that might be. It's like, I want to behold it. I want to become part of it. I want to be, you know, it's just, so what I think is interesting is, is when we act in alignment with our own core values, well, we're safer, right? Let reduce stress and that kind of thing. We're safer. Mm -hmm. We're, we're kind of in the middle of the road as it were, but it gets, again, it gets so much better than that. The more you drill into, drill down on, and act in, in alignment with those things, it's it's there and through that mechanism, as it were, that you can find, you know, where where they mentioned time feels like it's slowed down. Mm. You know, you're you're doing things and saying things in a way, whatever the context, that just feels so right. You know, you think about a, a basketball player, or a golfer, or a singer, you know, things like that. It's not necessarily that 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 uh, singer is experiencing flow state every single time mm-hmm. just just because they're you know playing some music you find i think that flow state uh for instance as a you know as a singer you know when you're when you're communicating something that is near and dear to your heart mm-hmm. um and you know you're causing the um the the moment, if you will, to to transcend, you know, to just mm-hmm. to, to be something other than mm-hmm. playing music. You're making music. You're communicating something. I remember, mm-hmm. I won't use their name, but I had a conversation with a a celebrity here in Nashville one time, and she said, she said, there's such there's such a big difference between playing music and making music. Mm-hmm. She said, making music is about communication, yeah. and. Um, I think that's it's really fascinating. But again, mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. Everybody gets to define for themselves again their values, but then what flow state looks like, you know, for you, which is really which is really neat. 
just makes it so fun. Yeah. And, and can transform, you know, work or things that without that mindset might be, you know, you do kind of begrudgingly or yeah. have that sense of drudgery and to reframe things. So is, is surprisingly powerful. And to remember, yeah. remember those things too. And to go back, like I, I was showing you my notes before we started recording of uh, going through the authentic growth blueprint. And I kind of forgotten about this solitude thing. Like, yeah, so good to keep revisiting because we just do forget and we forget to assign meaning or to remember to behold beauty or be a part of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, there neat. There have been times when you sang How Great Thou Art at Victor's Funeral. I don't know that I breathed through the whole song and it was, yeah, it was that otherworldly thing that you know you mm. can do. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? Oh, man, I haven't, th I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um, what's fascinating, though, is I remember, you know, getting up at that at, at his funeral and um, <clears throat> thinking to myself, you know, that was his song, right? Mm. And I get to sing, I get to sing his song. And, mm. I, and I, and of course, I felt like my goal there was to not only sing it for him, and for mm -hmm. you and, and so on, but to really sing it to God, like sing it back to him. Mm -hmm. And um, as I'm looking at my core values of, you know, religion, inspiration, community, beauty, wisdom, impact. It's like I was, I, I don't know if I've ever, ever been in a time, Kirsten, when I've been in more flow state. Mm -hmm. um, I'll get a little the theological here. So mm -hmm. some people would say, you know, uh, on the core values assessment, you can choose um, religion, faith, or spirit spirituality. And of course, there's some overlap there. Mm -hmm. um, I remember grow when we were growing up, um, there was a lot of people who would say, oh, I'm not very religious. Or, you know, they they avoided the term that, you know, like if somebody would say they're religious, they avoided that, that mm. you know, no, I'm not, I'm this or whatever. They they couldn't stand the label of being religious. That just meant you're basically a stuck up loser and, you know, you were out of touch with pop culture or something. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating though, is I heard um, uh, Tim Keller go figure again. I quote him all the time, but he said that everyone has religion. And he said that you're, what is religion? Religion is just whatever your answers are to the big questions. Everybody has an answer. It may be vague. It may, may be, you know, rather bleak or whatever, but everyone has an answer. It might be, I don't know. Um, but he said, you know, as, as a, as a Christian, he said, our, our answer to that question is not a what it's a who. Mm -hmm. And, and I felt like at Victor's funeral that that was so front and center to me. Um, you know, Victor's core values were so lived out every single day and he didn't, um, uh, didn't shy away from much at all. Right. Um, it, he, uh, he, he walked the talk as it were. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I think in that moment too, that, that, that core value of mine, the who, mm -hmm. even as we're talking about today, right. Mm -hmm. not what, not how, not why, but starting with who was really, really front and center that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, I, uh, uh, one of the, it's, it's interesting too, Kirsten, as I was doing the core values assessment, the, you know, like I mentioned earlier, one of my core values is beauty. And here's, what's fascinating though, is I had a hard time choosing that one. 
Hmm. And you know why? Because I had, and I, and I want to make, I want to, I really want the listeners here to, um, to understand as you are building self-awareness, it's really, really important to understand, Hey, in doing this, be really gracious to yourself because you might have some wounds that inform, mm-hmm. you know, how, how these words that you might choose. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what's fascinating, though, is, is you know, the, the core value of beauty. Um, uh, beauty is, I, and this is how I def, uh, kind of my notes around this. I said, beauty is what I'm fighting to behold every minute of every day. And, and again, it's not just a, a beautiful flower or song or something. There's, there is a, for me personally, the way I've defined this is that, is that I'm fighting for something. And it's really the restoration of things, right? Well, because, you know, again, I feel like we're getting kind of theological here. But um, by the way, as, as, as far as our listeners goes, if you're, if you're doing this, you can go as deep as you want or as, or as not, right? This is, this is all your choosing. But for me personally, I love going deep. I, the, the deeper the well, the, the, the colder the water. And I love that. And I... Um, so for me, I think there is something that I, I feel in the mornings that I'm fighting for. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, it's not unto, you know, killing bad guys. It's unto revealing uh, beauty that's under the surface. It's it's pulling away, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about it's pulling away the dragon scales, you know, ripping them off, not only myself, but those around me to reveal you know, like, I guess it goes back to the name of this podcast, right? The greatest good, the greatest riches. So, so in all reality, that word beauty could be, you know, synonymous for a few other things, right? There's some, mm-hmm. there's some overlap, yeah. but man, I, I, uh, I really feel like there's so much in me that is um, longing to see it, to behold it, but also to fight for it. Yeah. And um and it's fun to say that out loud, but honestly, it was hard for me to choose that word just because I felt there might be, you know, there's a, there's a stigma in my mind around it and being a man mm-hmm. and, um, but mm-hmm. not, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that connection for you is, you know, your connectedness community that the uncovering is, is that where, you know, you like, like the lead to the podcast of you know, show, showing someone else their own, it is, it's this yeah. very relational way that that shows up for you to call out and name, name those gifts and others when you see them. And even the way that you worked with a lot of uh, married couples to yeah. help them to see the beauty in each other again and, and uncover those things if they're operating out of old wounds or whatever it may be. Like it's, yeah. it is, it's interesting that you've taken the time to sit with these things enough that you're able to see that and articulate and know that Yeah, it really does play out in a very tethered way with your love of people and relational. And boy, it sure does. Isn't that, that's that's so true. What's, what's kind of neat too is, you know, again, I, I think that these, this exercise for people is going to mean something different for everybody. You know, there's, again, there's overlap as far as, a lens at which you make decisions through the big rocks you're standing on, that kind of thing. But based on our experiences and personalities, you know, it's going to mean something just slightly different to everybody and, and how they internalize and externalize, um, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was thinking uh, yeah. about what you were saying about about the being kind to yourself in the process too and even even the solitude you know piece for me i think i would feel bad when i i was around people and i would just after a few days on a you know i, I got a group of friends we go to the beach every year and love them but i would start to feel bad that some could just keep you know didn't need to take a break from the group go have some quiet you know and then come back and i was i was not being kind to myself in that and not understanding it's part of the solitude. You know, if I go more than about 48 hours, I just need to have some time again to regroup, refuel. And that looks like taking a break. And, you know, it might be a real short time sometimes, but I need to do that. And just to know that about myself is so like takes away all that condemnation or wondering if, you know, well, do I need, is there something wrong with me, you know, or, and it's like, no, just is and and that then I can articulate that to others and mm. they're they're like oh okay well great I'm glad you know what you need you know right yeah so. isn't that neat mm -hmm. there's a there's a yeah there's kind of a a solidity about not only being able to know that about yourself but to mm -hmm. own it and then communicate that yeah it's a really and I what think, a game changer in marriage I mean some of the yeah. couples I coach just for them to do some of this stuff has been such a game changer to be like, oh, well, it's not that I hate my husband. I just, I just do need alone time, no matter who it is. And yeah, yeah I can say that and ask for what I need. And so. Isn't that neat? I, um, so as, as kind of, you know, winding things down a little bit here and teeing up for next week, I, um, I like that, um, you know, we, what we focus on, what we say out loud, what we, what we think about. And so, so often is, you know, really what we become. And so what's fascinating about that, though, is we obviously know that we're so impacted by, you know, our surroundings, by the people that we hang out with. And of course, you know, children or parents know that with regards to their own kids, because they don't want their kids hanging out in the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Well, why is that? It's because the wrong crowd talks about the wrong things. They have mm -hmm. literally, they have focused on the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to... Um, you know, even in the Bible, of course, it talks about as a man thinks, therefore he is. Mm. And, and I, I think that there's no question that, you know, science shows that, I mean, we are easily, easily manipulated, whether it's mm. colors or sounds or things like that. You can change people's um, emotions with color. I mean, it's just mm. absolutely proven or music, right? It's, you know, you, you usher in well, a certain orchestra or, you know, scene music that would, you know, cause fear, that kind of thing. Mm. What's fascinating though is, is um, largely we get to choose what we think about. Mm. And um, we, and I think it's really important to think, you know, this idea that we're, we're, um, we, we're on our own train. We can hop on somebody else's and take a ride mm. and all that kind of stuff. Right. I, I get it. Mm. At the same time, we have a train and I can ride on my train. In fact, I can sit in the, you know, the front of that train with my hands on the steering wheel and point that rascal where I want it to go. Right. If I want to go to Tupelo or if I want to go to Memphis, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can point it in the right direction. That's not to, again, to create some utopia that we're not human and, you know, our minds can wander, things like that. Or of course, with social media and television, that kind of stuff that we can't be flooded or allow ourselves to be flooded with all types of, you know, stimulus that would cause us uh, to have a harder time to focus on what's important. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I think it's what I think is really neat is is that you know when we you know choose to get back on our train, get off someone else's, and then dial into our core, mm. right? get 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 back to the basics about you know my my relationship with the creator, right? Things that are inspiring, things that are you know have life breathed into them, friendship and community, um, beauty, excellence, things like that, wisdom, uh, impact, and and so on. It's amazing how quickly. We can course correct when we focus, right? Like a microscope or a telescope for that mm-hmm. matter. We start focusing on a very real moment, real time, uh, you know, throughout our day mm-hmm. to to get back to what really what matters and what's, you know, what's good and kind and noble and lovely and pure and sweet and courageous and, and fun and so on. By the way, mm-hmm. speaking of fun, uh, I know Dr. Andy, one of his core values is fun. And I think you mentioned that earlier. It's one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm amazed at how much, as I've paid attention to that, how much fun I need. And I look back at seasons of life where I was just drained, no energy. And yeah. it was like, you know, there are those seasons where it's harder to play. And boy, it is, it is vital to me to have yeah. lots of different things that are today. I've golfed and I'm going to ride my bike later and I've gardened a little bit and just, just to take even five minutes in between a coaching call and, and intentionally have fun. What a game changer. Yeah. Great. And I, and I think it's, it's really important to um, that people realize too, that, that a potential, a potential or value is fun. I mean, you know what I mean? We often think that they're heavy and, and all this kind of thing. And man, we are created so differently. Mm -hmm. And, and I think there are people, by the way, that use fun as a really great tool in this world, right? Mm -hmm. Whether, and and I'm not talking just humor, I'm talking like literally creating fun experiences in order to shape, you know, shape people. You think about like camps and stuff for kids, right? Mm. Let's create a fun environment mm. that would that would open up their, you know, their hearts and minds to more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's, um, yeah, the, the, it's hard to place a value on that value, right? It's, it's almost, it's almost cunning the way that, uh, mm. the way that that one works, but. Um, yeah. And if you grow up with that, you know, I think in previous generations, there was so much of a survival sense, you know, and trickled down to our, our recent ancestors of just, well, you know, why would you do that? You just need to get out there and work some more, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. Well, how's that going for you? You know, right. and, and it even for them showed up with back problems or headaches or, you know, it's like, yeah, we have to addictions. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. Yeah. Not keep, keep stuffing down. I'm, I am continually amazed at how many, uh, of my coaching clients end up with their goal for the week, you know, and these are high achieving folks, whatever it's, it's to play more. I mean, it's, it's anything from, I'm going to go home and play ping pong with my son to ride my bike to whatever, but you, they've forgotten how to play. And that really is what drove them to coaching is Mm. because they, they forgot. And yeah, we all have that childlike place we need to tend to. So isn't that great? It is. So in 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 closing, I want to just mention this last one um, mm-hmm. on, on my list there. Uh, it, my number six was impact. And I forget, I need to look this up because I quote it all the time. But, you know, this this idea of the dent in the universe thing. Mm-hmm. I just I love that. I think it just sounds inspirational. It sounds fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds, 
you know, heroic and things like that, which I, yeah. I, I love all that language. But the um, I, I wrote down, I said, I love to see the David Osk shaped dent in the universe. And what's really fascinating is, is, you know, for me even to to write that phrase down, I think in the past, I would have shied away from that mm -hmm. because it, it might have come across as as maybe egotistical or yeah. um I don't know, just somehow selfish or negative. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't want somebody to think that I'm not humble or I'm not, you know, something like mm -hmm. that, right? It would I would have been worried about, you know, someone's opin opinion of me. Mm -hmm. And here's what I here's what I think is just really fun and and kind of whimsical, if you will, about the exploration that that I've done in this area and to build, you know, build self-awareness. The the things mm -hmm. that I'm aware of, right, in my life, um are really awesome. You know what I mean? I I love the impact that I have on people. Mm. I love the fact that I can walk into a room and change the temperature of that room. You know, very metaphorically, right? I can change mm. the temperature. I get it. But I'm talking, I can walk into the room in someone's heart mm. and their mind, and I can change the temperature in there from scorching hot, you know, to 70 degrees rather quickly. Mm. Um and and what's fascinating is is even today I've had three people call me who the temperature is pretty high for them right now. Mm. Why do they call me? Because they know that I not am not only available, but I love to be available and that I give them something, mm. right? Some friendship, some care, um, you know, once in a while some wisdom and things like that, um, to help them better navigate those situations. Um, and and also I remind them, right, of their greatest riches. I remind them who they are. Mm. I think that, uh, you know, Dr. Andy talks about the virtuous loop, right? I, we, I need to get a graphic on this, but basically it's this idea of knowing who you are and what, you know, kind of what lights you up. It's it's taking action and seeing, you know, your your dent in the universe and the joy of seeing your impact reinforces who you are. You just want to be more of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I think he kind of defined flow state right there. Yeah. It's that clean fuel of knowing, mm -hmm. you know, in my case, whose I am, whose image that I'm made in, mm -hmm. who I am, those things that I value, my strengths, my different tendencies, my, you know, funny and fun attributes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, when I engage and I take, I, I, you know, have the courage to, to do, when I get to see the impact, and then it's just, you know, it's just fun to be me. And um, I see that same for you as you're smiling at me too, by the way. <laughs> it's hard not to smile when I, because I've gotten a front row seat to see it all. So, and but, I'm, I was thinking, no wonder you love beauty because you married Lisa. And she, that's right. This weekend, that quilt, she makes these such cool quilts for everybody in our family. That quilt she made that for, her, for Hannah, like, yeah, they're just... And, you know, I think of her when I, every time I see you, of course, cause you're, you're a team, but it's, it's just that beauty in her that comes out in those unique ways. And as she's grown into the lady that she is, it's like, oh, I just love it. So I, right. I have to sit here and smile about the two of you together. Cause you're, you're such a great team knowing those things about yourselves individually yet coming together and, and talk about a unique David and Lisa dent, you know, in the universe too. And yeah. it's exponential, you know, because you're, mm. you're such a team in spirit and I love it. Yeah. Thanks buddy. 
Yes. Well, thanks for uh, another podcast here. It's fun so to fun. wade into the weeds. So next, uh, <laughs> next, next, I'll just tee it up this way. Next week, we're talking about the MVQ, and I'm just going to leave it at that. People are going to have to wonder, what's an MVQ? Mm-hmm. All right. So thanks a lot. See you. Sounds good. See ya. I want to thank you today for joining us on The Greatest Good Podcast. I love the quote by Oliver Wendell Holmes. He says, many people die with their music still in them. Well, what is that music in you? What are those things that cause your energy to rise? What are those things that when you do them or say them, give you goosebumps? Kirsten and I coach people and organizations through Dr. Andy Garrett's True North Blueprint, where you identify that music. When you laser in on who you are uniquely and operate from that heroic and peaceful place, life starts to get really good. This podcast is brought to you today by StatGuard Plus. Protect your thermostat and do it with the keyless StatGuard Plus. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, please email me at hello at davidosk.com. Also, if you don't mind clicking subscribe to our podcast, that would be great and leaving us a kind review. Thanks a lot.